This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. You rotten mobs! You overpaid winners! Listen Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Left side throw, it is broken up in the end zone! Broken up in the end zone! Knocked down by Brashad Breeland! The Chiefs hold on down! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Crossover move, great move. Grace Pyle left-handed finish is perfect. Everything happening in the sports world. Michelangelo, this is the day he died in 1564. Oh my gosh. Michelangelo, thank you so much. And even some things not happening in the sports world. Let's pack the place. Yeah. Come on. Why can't we pack the place? Steve's going to challenge it's people again. It's for the kids. Again. It's for the kids. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, Worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson for a sixth consecutive decade. Well, I guess just fifth. <laughs> Mr. Steve Sell. Steve. Well, it'd be six probably. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. 70s, yeah. 80s, 90s, 2000s, 10s, 20s. Six, six consecutive decades. That's right. Steve's number one. <laughs> Steve's number one. Look at you, Steve. Well... Is that not crazy that you've lived in McPherson for six decades? That's right, and written sports for parts of six decades. Man, so you're, you're first, an elite the, club. The first story I wrote today, that assures me of writing in six decades. Now, seven, I don't think we're going to see seven. I think you've got it in you. <laughs> How old will you be in 2030? In 2030, I'll be 70, almost 73. Wow. You could do it. What we could do is you can just come back. Write a story, post it at midkansasonline.com. And say I wrote a story in the 30s. And say you wrote a story in in the 30s. Yeah. Then we'll bring you back in your wheelchair at 83. You can write out one more story. By then, you probably won't even have to type. The computer will just listen to your thoughts. Yeah. And you can just sit there and think at your house and go... The Bullpups played against Bueller and won tonight 68-45. to 45. That sounds like a somebody else's story. That sounds like a schnob story. I, I think that it could just come to your mind that way. But, Steve, yeah. it's good to be back. Oh, and today is the official start of the January grind. Oh, man. Because it's a busy, January, busy month. January is the busiest month that we have. It really is. I mean, with tournaments later, in the, you know, toward the end of the month this time, remember everything's a – Kind of a week late. We're actually going to finish the Mid-America Classic in February. That's right. So, But it's a late start. But we've got a lot of stuff before we get to tournament play. Bullpup basketball tomorrow night, Saturday night. We're making the trip to Kansas City. Woo, Kansas and, City. Yeah, Kansas City, here town. we come. This is your town. I don't, you know, I get claustrophobic in Kansas we City. We could stop through Lawrence and see your old town. Well, that's right. I was just there for four days. So. Yeah, that's the problem is that you and I were, were both up that way in the last week and then yeah. we're turning around and driving back. Yeah, that's right. So long trip to Kansas city, but, uh, uh, boy, what a pair of games on Saturday for the bullpup teams. Piper, uh, boys are number one in the state. Piper girls are number two in the state in class four a, uh, Piper boys, man, they are scary. When you look at, uh, when you look at the information on them, but of course we have a game Friday night should be wildly entertaining games. 
The McPherson girls will be playing a team that's only lost one game. Now, the Dodge City boys have not won a game, but they play just a racehorse style of basketball. I mean, it, it they let it fly once they get across Steve mid-court. Steve has the flugelhorn ready to go. And I'm just glad this is a game that I'm not statting and the Optimus guys are. That's true. You know, Lowell and, and Trent Ruxlow and uh, whoever else, uh, you know. Bob, Bob, Bob Baldwin might be right. over there. Bob might be over there. I bet Dave Chartier could be in the house. I'm sure. but uh, and uh, I'm glad they're statting that and not me because that is going to be one wild game to keep track of. We'll talk about that here in just a minute, Steve. Did you have a good New Year's Eve and New Year's Day? Watched a lot of football. I watched a lot of football, too. More football than I probably like to watch, but I watched a ton of football yesterday. What did you think about your conference, the Big 12, and their bowl performance? Stinkaroo. Wasn't great. Man, I tell you what. If it, Texas is the only team that wins, and Texas, I'll tell you what, they look great. Good for Texas. They look great against Utah, well, who looked U- horrible. Utah looked really bad. They looked horrible. They but didn't look like they were interested. Baylor didn't really have a good showing. Oklahoma certainly did not have a good showing. No. Nope. O-State Iowa lost. State did not have a good showing. O-State. Oklahoma State did not have a good showing. Yeah. KU, did, how'd they do in their bowl game? I, I just wish they'd played Arkansas. I think there should have been a <laughs> KU Arkansas bowl game. K State. I didn't think they looked great. No. On whatever day that was, the thirty first. Right. New Year's days Eve. are confusing me. Tuesday. Yeah. I, I wasn't real One impressed by that. One in five for the Big Twelve. It was a weird bowl season for the Big Twelve. The Big Ten. I didn't think was particularly great, and no. of course, all those other conferences lost their big game. Right. Their final four game. OU loses to. LSU, Ohio State loses to Clemson. The Pac-12, I thought, had an okay showing at the top. Yeah. I thought Oregon looked really good yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Wisconsin that was, that did impress really good, me. That Oregon-Wisconsin game was a really good game. And then you probably didn't stay up to watch the end of Georgia-Baylor. No. <laughs> that was way too late for my bedtime. So, going back to maybe a thought that we would have had a few weeks ago, I understand that there are a lot of people that would like to make the college football playoff eight teams. I understand that that's a number that makes sense to a lot of people. And I was around several friends over the last week that said, why can't we just make it eight? And I understand. I think it, it could work out really well. I think it would be fun in terms of more games. Maybe you play those round of eight games on campus somewhere. But it really does not come down to the eight in college no, football to no, me. I think say, sometimes it comes down to five, maybe six some well, years. Well, it looks like this year it came down to three. But I don't think those five through eight teams were really in the same ballpark as the one through no, four. not at and all. And four through eight were not in the same ballpark as one through three. Yeah, one Can we through, agree on that? One through three definitely set themselves apart from everybody else. Uh, you know, you look at it, Clemson. LSU, Ohio State. Those, I thought those three teams were much, much better yeah. than everybody else. And and LSU really, I thought they embarrassed. How bad could that game have been if LSU had kept their foot on the gas? Would have been Coach bad. O, Coach Bo- o, both feet on the gas. Yeah, both feet on the gas. LSU could have scored 75. There's no they doubt. almost did. <laughs> well, there's no doubt in my mind. If they'd wanted to, if they'd kept the hammer down. I mean, what? But my biggest thing I take from it, what does it say about the, you know, we're big, we're in big 12 country. That's right. And this is our conference. You know, this is the conference we follow. The big 12 conference needs to take a long look at itself because 
it is not a player now on the national scene. It really isn't. Because, I mean, they had they have 10 teams in the conference, which is, of course, a miss, you know, Big 12 is a misnomer since there's only 10 teams in the conference. But four of them couldn't even have a winning season. So only six of the 10 made it, and only one of them wins a bowl game against. But is this new? Is no, this new news, no, it's, Steve? But what it is, it shows that the Big 12, the emphasis Big 12 teams have is on offense. Everything's about offense, and they don't play very good defense. And then when they get in a bowl game, they get exposed. So now I know the K-State game, it wasn't high scoring. But you look at some of the, you know, the OU game, you know, and then uh, Baylor last night, what they give up? 26. 26, but they gave up a ton of yards. Um, Oklahoma State game, it was relatively mild, I think, in points. 24-21. 24-21. But the other thing to remember here too, Steve, yeah, is that – okay, the other thing you have to remember too is – these teams score 40 and 45 in Big 12 play because the other team's defenses are none of the team's defenses are any good. So their numbers are kind of inflated. The other thing I was going to say is okay, so this was what year five or six of the college football playoff? Five or six, somewhere yeah. in that range. Yeah. Think about the Big 12 over these last five or six years. Really, the only consistent team has been Oklahoma. Right. And Oklahoma's style has not matched up very well against the national landscape. And remember, they're playing the top other three teams. Right. It's not like they're playing some bad team out of the ACC. But in those games, they're not very competitive. But let's remember who has been down in that stretch. Baylor, right before that started, was on a nice roll. Mm -hmm. And then, well, they folded inward. Right. And they were horrible for a stretch. And so they're starting to get better. Right. The big one that people kind of forget about, what has Texas done in the last six years? Nothing. Texas has done nothing since the Vince Young game against USC. They have really been on about an eight-year, ten-year slot. What year was that game? Well, that was in 2005. Remember, they made the national championship game in 2009 and lost to Alabama. Okay. I guess I remember that But really since about 2010, this decade was bad for Texas. Right. And what the Big 12 needs – I, I don't need it to be that way. But in order for the Big 12 to be extremely successful... They need Texas to be a top five. Texas team. has got to be good. Yeah. Texas Tech throughout this decade. Where were they? KU. Obviously, they've just been yeah. put in the back of the closet. Iowa State was really hit or miss. You just go through the teams. TCU, since they joined the Big 12. And they, remember on the role that they were on when they came they, in. They had the one... TCU had the one good year... But other than that, they've been seven. You, know the re- you know the reason that TCU was so good that year? No. Coach Fiscus. Oh, he yeah. He was on Coach, staff. Coach Fiscus was there. That's right. But then you throw in West Virginia. They were on an absolute tear 12 years ago. And then they joined the Big 12. And they haven't really done anything yeah. since. So the biggest problem for the Big 12 has been cannibalism. That they've just eaten each other. Yeah. Oklahoma has just eaten everybody else. Yeah. And has not allowed anybody to really pop through. And... You know me, Steve. I'm, I'm never rooting for Texas to win anything. Of course. It, it could be football, basketball, baseball, tiddlywinks. I'm not rooting for Texas in anything. Right. But in order for the Big 12 to be able to compete and stack up against the SEC, the Big 10, even the Pac-12 and the ACC right now, they need Texas to be good. And they can, don't need them to be number one, but they, they need them top three. How can they only be, what were they this year, eight and five? Yes. 
How can they only win eight games? Look at the re- – they have more resources than any program probably in the country. Yes. I mean – And probably as good of a backing behind yeah, them too. And, I mean, look at the – Texas football is the number one in st- – I know Pistol will say Florida, but Texas football is number one in the country. I, I, there's more players playing college football from Texas. You don't see it from California. You know California's got tons of people, but you don't see a lot of California players. It's Texas. It's Texas and Florida. That's the fertile recruiting ground. I know Pennsylvania has some good players, Ohio, but not on the not on the uh, landscape that Texas does. Really makes me sad to see Texas struggle. Yeah. But I really think that that is the program that has to step up in order to give the Big 12 the respect that some people want it to have. But and I'm another guy too that I don't judge a conference based off of what it does in these bowl games, because sometimes the matchups are not even. Sometimes they are even, and they just don't play well. You never know guys sit out bowl games, which I feel like I didn't hear anybody really, any prominent players sit out bowl games. No. But I don't judge a conference based off of what it does in the bowl games, just like I don't judge a conference based on the NCAA tournament. But the Big 12 is a whole nother level below the SEC and the Big 10 right now. They are. And remember when the Big Ten was like the Boring Ten? They called it the Boring Ten because it was such a you know unexciting game. A lot of old style football. A lot of three yards. Well, it in a still cloud. is that way if you take out Ohio State. Yeah, three yards on a cloud of turf. Penn State's not real exciting. No. Michigan's not real exciting. No. Minnesota's not real exciting. No. Wisconsin is not exciting. A lot of fullback dives. Yeah. Besides Ohio State, it's still not. An exciting conference, right? But, uh, but it's I, it's a heck of a lot better than the Big Twelve right now. The Big Twelve, not a good year no, for the Big Twelve. Not a not. good decade for Big Twelve no, football. No. When's the last? When did OU last win a national championship? Two thousand, somewhere right in there. Ooh, I didn't realize it's been that. Long. But Texas won in 05. Te- yeah, Texas won in 05. Yeah, but when's the last KU title? The next one will be the <laughs> last KU title. All right, Steve, let's take our break. When we come back, Bullpup Basketball. Let's do it. Two monster nights coming monster. up. You got yourself ready. Oh, you you I, should be well-rested by I'm, now. I'm getting ready to do my sheets as soon as the show's over. There you for go. Saturday. There you go. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union. Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, this is decade number two of According to Jim. That's right. Some didn't know if we would make it two days. We were told we weren't going to make it past a month. It was panned widely. But you know what? We made it. We kept pushing, and here we are. Well, decade number two. We've got some very loyal listeners. I mean, I don't want to name And names. all of our detractors. We, we've just we, shoved them aside. We've got a lot of detractors. All those know? ones that call us and call us idiots. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's every day. You At know, 101, it, we get a call. It, it's really interesting that... 
I answer to idiot more than I answer to my own name. They say, hey, idiot, and you say, yeah, it's yeah. me, Steve. I'm here. <laughs> they, they, they call me a name I can't say on the radio whenever I answer, so yeah. we'll, we'll keep that one away. Steve, busy weekend coming up. Oh, yeah. What a huge weekend this is. And remember, this is the first weekend of January, which is still going to be extremely busy. We get two home games on Friday night, McPherson taking on Dodge City. Right. And then going on the road to Kansas City on the Kansas side to take on the Piper Pirates. And when you look at the two pro, if we take out Bishop Miege, if you look at the two programs on the boys and girls side that have been as consistent as Miege has been the last few years, it's McPherson and Piper. Right. They just haven't really bumped heads a ton during that stretch. They were they were both hanging around the Final Four for several years in 4A Division One. When you look at the Piper girls' numbers, they've won 23 games in each of the last three seasons. Right. And then the Piper boys were able to win the 4A state championship last year. These two Piper teams are nothing to mess around with. They both bring a ton back. The Piper boys are now the number one team in Class 4A. The girls are number two behind Bishop Miege. So when it comes to staples of 4A, now that McPherson left, Piper is the one that filled that void. They really have. And uh, the Piper Pirates, I love that name. I just, it's a good name. I think it's a cool name. The Purple Pirate. No, Purple Piper Pirates? Yeah, say that ten times real fast and see how many times you stumble like I did on the very first try. But uh, the Piper girls... Uh, will be a nice challenge. We don't know if their best player is going to play. Uh, it's kind of like McPherson. Their best player has been out, uh, I think, throughout December. And yet they're still undefeated. They've got some other good players. And then on the boys' side, it is going to be a massive undertaking for the McPherson boys. They're going to have to play their very best. But that's why the Bullpups have played teams like Andover Central, Derby, Bueller, Andover, to get ready for these uh you know, this this type of game. So the Bullpups, I'm not sure that Piper is better than Andover or Derby, to be honest with you. I'm not sure they're better. They might be better than Derby. I don't think they're probably better than Andover. I haven't seen them. But to me, Andover's number two now in 5A, and they have really been rolling. And But we're going on the road, and it's going to be a long day because what people maybe not realize, there's a ton of games long before our game this is what is called the 810 WHB Varsity Showcase Classic, something to that. 810 Varsity Showcase. 810 Varsity. 810 Varsity isn't exactly affiliated with WHB. Okay. But you get the point. Yeah. So there's going to be like six games, and allegedly we're starting at 630 for the girls. We'll see. We'll see. Go ahead, figure on seven. And allegedly we're starting at 830 for the boys. We start at 9.15. I think we're probably doing pretty good. So there's <laughs> It's going to be a long night. Yeah, it's going to be a long night. So here are the other games. 12.30 at Piper, Lawrence Free State taking on Lansing Girls. 2 p.m., Free State against Lansing. 3.30, Baser-Linwood against Baldwin on the Girls. And then at 5, it says Baser-Linwood against TBD, which, again, might be Baldwin for boys. So 6.30 and 8, allegedly. Yeah. It's going to be a long night. I, but, Steve, we can't put the cart ahead of whatever we want to pull right. the cart, exactly. whether it's a horse or a because mule Dodge or whatever. City, Dodge City girls are scary. Yes. The Bullpups struggled to win at Dodge last year. Dodge has about everybody back. They got a girl averaging about 18 points a game, the Unruh, Kisa Unruh, I think her name is. Uh, then they have, they have two other really nice pieces uh, to go along with her. They got three really good players. 
And that, like you mentioned, Steve, it was not an easy test last year. McPherson won 66-52. And the two leading scorers for McPherson from that night, Lakin Schieferk and Emma Ruddle, who both scored 21. Have not played a minute this year. Right. So this is a Dodge City team that has the potential to come into the roundhouse and be a very scary team. On the boys' side, Dodge City is 0-5. But it's one of those teams that any given night, if they pour the chemicals the right way, and if everything goes correctly, they could beat anybody because they shoot a ton of threes. And a ton, I don't know, is enough to describe well, how many they, they, they shoot. they've had over 40, I believe, over 40 attempts. And remember, threes add up in a hurry. And if you get on a roll from three, uh, the, th- the three-point shot to me is the great equalizer. If you can shoot the three, you know, that that's not really the bullpups game. It's going to be a Bullpups are going to have to score a ton of twos to offset the threes for Dodge. Uh, I mean, a good night to me for the Bullpups on three-pointers is about six. I think that's really good. And let's face it, out you know, Schmidt obviously is the best three-point shooter the Bullpups have. And, you know, the other guys will make one every now and then. But that three-point shooting really isn't the Bullpups' game. Going back to the Dodge City game last year, McPherson went there and won 87-76, but it was not an easy night. And and you mentioned the fact that McPherson needs a lot of twos to add up. Mm -hmm. They made 30 baskets in that game last year of their 76 points, or excuse me, 87 points, and just made two threes. So they were able to get to the basket and score. The question is, can they do that again? And when talking with Coach Kinnaman earlier today, he was talking about how there's a lot of analytics, especially in the NBA, that kind of lead you to play like this Dodge City team does. But still at the high school level, it's a little bit different because, well, they're not the Warriors and don't have Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Andre Iguodala and, and all those guys that are out there to shoot. Right. It, it's different. But I think that this team, as long as they take care of the basketball against a team that's going to press them, then they can be in good shape. And I haven't looked at Dodge's roster yet. You have. Do they have much size inside? No. Okay, so the big man Cody Stufflebean, Cooper Courtney, Sammy Pyle, they might be able to go to work on the inside. And this is going to be one of those games where I'll be surprised if the Bullpups don't shoot about 58% from the field because the way Dodge City plays, it's a kind of a sellout type style. The Bullpups may shoot a lot of layups in this game if they beat the pressure. Dodge City will be okay with them scoring. They just want the ball back. Right. They just say, okay, go go score. Give us the ball back. It's kind of like former Bullpup Chad Klein, teammate of Dustin Knitz. Chad Klein uh, used to always say, as long as we score one more point with them, it doesn't matter how many points are scored. There you go. That's right. So, Steve, a serious grind for these two teams coming up. A late night taking on Dodge City, and then both of them are going to hop into vans and and drive to Kansas City. You throw in that three-hour-ish drive. Kansas City. Right. And then you, waiting around a while. And, and then you throw in the fact that you just played a game the night before, and especially for the boys, and now a Piper, crazy game. Piper is also playing on Friday. Right. So there's no excuses. And they're not they will just be playing. A, they don't have to drive three hours. They're not just playing on Friday. They're playing St. Thomas Aquinas. Right. So they're playing tough competition. Now, where does Piper, you're a KC guy. I am. Where does Piper compare to where uh, the High V Classic was? Is it closer, farther? It's further west. Ooh. Well, because the High V Classic was in Missouri, yeah, at well, Avila, yeah, but it was like you, you it was take, on state line. You could take your finger and reach out, and you could touch Missouri. So, so, Steve, it's in Kansas City, Kansas. Okay, 
if you can picture where the Legends, the shopping center where the Speedway is. I have no clue. Driving on I-70, you go right past it. The Speedway's there, the Great Wolf Lodge. It's about two or three miles north of that. And we may make a stop in Lawrence. We might have to make a stop in Lawrence. Yeah. I think Steve's been craving some Henry T's. Yeah. And the other weird thing is if we stop in Lawrence, the Kansas Jayhawks will be playing Ooh. at 3 o'clock. So maybe a, a little bit of traffic yeah. in Lawrence. Yeah, could be. But it's going to be a really fun weekend of games. And if you are a fan of Steve and I, just start hoping that no games go to overtime in front exactly. of us. Yeah. Because the later that it keeps going, you know, the you know, later this, we're going to get home. This is going to go well past my bedtime. Everybody knows it. I go to sleep pretty early. Well, if everything goes as planned, and they start at 8 o'clock and run for an hour 15, game over at 9.15, maybe back by 1.30. Here, here is my prediction. We will leave the gym at 10.45. Ooh, late yeah. night. Yeah. So if you like Steve and I, just hope and pray that that doesn't happen. Yeah. If you don't like us, just yeah. say first game, and, triple and so, overtime. And, if, and if, if we don't leave the gym till 10.45, Jim's going to have about a 12-pack of Red Bull in his car to – because he does the driving, I I can't see. And so. Steve does the sleeping. And Pistol sleep. No, Pistol <laughs> snores. <laughs> All right, Steve, we'll take one more break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE, Steve. Yes. We got a big show tomorrow. Big show. Getting ready for a huge night of bullpup basketball, huge weekend of bullpup yeah. basketball, but it's going to be a busy weekend of NFL football. Oh, yeah. And we're going to go through your predictions tomorrow. I had them online. If you go to midkansasonline.com, sell on sports, I have my predictions for the four games. So that means if, if you're a betting man just or betting woman, the opposite. just go read what Steve said and, and say, oh, Bills, I, <laughs> see you later. I didn't say Bills. I will say that. I well, then that means time to go put some money on the Bills. You'll put your money on the Bills, yep. But we can talk about that tomorrow and then getting ready. It, it also feels really weird to me, Steve, that that national championship game isn't for like another 11 days. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't understand. The schedules this year were just very strange. Yeah. The way everything lined up and yeah. – it feels weird to me. Yeah, and I don't like I don't like the teams having that much time between games. I think they need to just get right back after it. Three days later. Yeah. No. Fin- finish no. finish up that game no. and just get no. back out there, guys. No, I just think it should be the following week. I really do. Well, I like the way it lines up on that Monday. I always think it's a it's a fun tradition that Monday national championship yeah. game. I'm excited. I love then, college football. And then I think the Bullpups are home the next night, aren't they? Well, we'll be ready for a big Tuesday night. Oh, yeah. What is that, the 14th? Is that Augusta? Yeah. And Augusta is really good. Augusta boys, I should say. That's right. They beat Bueller, so that tells you they're pretty good. Steve, it's going to be a fun week. Oh, yeah. Get yourself ready. Oh, I'm I'm getting emotionally charged up. <laughs> I thought you were going to say emotionally confused, <laughs> or I'm getting emotionally no, worn perpetually, out. perpetually confused. That's true. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.